if you're like me, you want to get your business ahead, but there's certain skills you need, but you just don't have. If this sounds like you, then you need to head over to Fiverr. They have a whole array of professionals that can help you in different areas from design to writing, marketing, and more. They have you covered. I seriously can't tell you how much Fiverr.com has helped me along with this podcast. Um, I've used them so much for this podcast. It's been unreal. They make my flyers. They go ahead and um, I hired this guy to help me upload the each episode and in the beginning in order for me to be all over the place it was I was totally going on Fiverr it was I seriously just it's I've gotten so much for my business through them so please use my link which you can find in the description of this episode or you can go to marcellaalonzo.com and book there through Fiverr today you'll be glad you did Hello and welcome to Sunday Fun Day. And today my guest is Mr. Jerry Garcia. Welcome. Welcome. So nice to meet you. So nice to have you today. Please introduce yourself and tell my audience who you are. What is up, Marcela? Thanks for having me on this Sunday Fun Day. Um, Jerry Garcia, comedian based out of Los Angeles, man. Been uh, been doing a comedy for like 14 years now. Uh, some acting as well, transitioning into that. But you can find my special right now on HBO Max. On uh, it's not my weekend. Call it's called not, it's not my weekend. Uh, it's uh, it's doing pretty well, man. I appreciate everybody watching. Yeah, I saw that. I had to see that myself, and it was pretty good. So you've been in the business for fourteen years. Where did you start at? Fourteen years in uh, two thousand nine, out here in North Hollywood. Um, I'm from a little city called Huntington Park, out here in Southeast Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Um, very Latino community, very heavy Latino community. And it just took me a while, man. I'm an older cat, yo. I'm 43 years old now. And I, so I started when I was like 29. And it was something that was always on my bucket list. I was something I always wanted to do. It was always in the back of my mind, a goal of mine. I wanted to accomplish since high school. And you know how life, just life takes you on different type of uh, courses, right? And eventually I came back around to what I really wanted to do. And stand-up comedy was always there. And uh, once I tried it out in 2009 at some open mic in North Hollywood at the Ha Ha Comedy Club. Shout-outs to the Ha Ha Comedy Club. Uh, I just I, I just got addicted from there and I just I started uh it just snowballed from there. It is snowballed after that. I used to live right there in North Hollywood. Right oh, my Lancashire what? Yeah, Victory? right there. Yeah, Lancashire and Magnolia. I lived there for uh, like 10 years. Like around that area, no, different no. apartments and stuff like that. So I'm very yeah. familiar with uh haha. So because yeah. I would always walk, but comedy store was my favorite spot to go to. Comedy store is always a vibe, you know. There's always a lot of people there, a lot of traffic, a lot of obviously comedian, a, a good hangout spot for them. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's I, I never really got into the comedy store scene too much. Uh, I was more like outside every. I was pretty, pretty much performing everybody out everywhere else but the comedy store. The comedy store is one of those places where you have to consistently be showing up all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't have time for all that. I really wanted to like just just get 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 to work right away, get to work right. and and put as many mics as possible. Um, I just didn't have the time for that, to be honest with you. No, yeah. I understand. I, 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 I totally get it. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I kind of like wonder sometimes I'm like, damn, how do they, how do people, I interviewed somebody recently and she, she, she's an engineer, Karina Reyes. She's an engineer and a comic. And I'm like, how are you doing? I can barely do yeah, one dude. job. It's a commitment there. It's a commitment to be at the comic store and, 
you know, I, when I started doing comedy, I, I was uh, I was already a father of two little babies at the time, uh, new, pretty much newborns. So uh, it was hard for me to stay out late for very long. So it was just a matter of me just going to an open mic, doing mm-hmm. my five, ten minutes, coming straight home and doing it again tomorrow. But go, going to a place like the comedy store, it helps you a lot because you network, you meet a lot of people, but you have to be there for several hours, dude, and just build mm-hmm. that camaraderie and right. that, just that friendship with everybody else. So it, it that's, again, that's a time... That time I didn't have, you know. That, no, that. I, I totally get it because I was a single parent for a long time. And there was there. It's like when you have kids, there's no like you got to hurry up home and you, they got to yeah. be up and they want attention. They're right up in your face. They're hungry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I found I just basically found mics everywhere else. In LA, and we're in L.A., man. It's very similar to New York. Like L.A. Yeah. is obviously a place where there's always a, a, a mic going on, a stage for you to perform every every day of the week. You know, it's just a matter of finding them. Right. And uh, once I figured that little system out, Monday's here, Tuesday's there, Wednesday's over there, Thursday's over here. And I just, that was my little formula every day, just working out stuff every day. So. Damn. And how did you manage right. it with the, the kids? That's with kids growing up like that. That was because they... I saw something you posted about with the school sports and I totally related. Yeah, bro. I just had a meeting this morning with my kids basketball coach, man, about they have to raise five hundred dollars. I'm just like, dog, really fool? Like I I I don't know, man. I can barely raise money for my rent here, dude. Come on. Yeah. Uh, but uh no, nah, it just uh, it is what it is. Uh it was hard at the time when I when I started comedy, I was married, so obviously I had my wife at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you know fizzled off as the time went on but uh, when I first started you know you have that that support at home and then you know things kind of like don't work out like you want them to but uh yeah at at first when my kids were little and I started doing comedy it was it was hard dude it was hard it was straining for for the relationship and for everything dude but now you figure it out man you figure it out right yeah, no, no, you eventually do what, but I, I go back and I wonder, cause my little one is 19 and I'm like, how the hell did I do this? Too, how did I dude. handle, you know, how did I handle all of this? Yeah, man. And, and it's, she, all, it's all worth it, man. You got basically for me, man, my mindset was, and if for anybody who's listening, who wants to be a comedian or is trying it out, my mindset was always like, you got to make every trip count, right? Every time you go out, and you 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 get out there and try to perform it or get on stage. You got to make it count. Obviously, yeah. you can have some bad nights. You're gonna you're gonna bomb. You're gonna you're gonna have some rough nights on stage. But as long as you learn from it and you take something out of that bad set, that's what keeps you going. It's like I would have bad sets. I would have bad nights, and I would leave that place saying, "Okay, I messed up here. I messed up there. I should have said this. I shouldn't have said that." You learn. What happens with a lot of these new comedians is that. They keep making the same mistakes every time they go back on stage. Like they go back at the same mistakes. They said that they say the same dumb joke, the same dumb, like everything. And they don't learn from their mistakes. You have to learn from your mistakes and make every outing count, dude. That's how I saw it. Yeah, no, you do have to learn from sit back and what did I do wrong? And then the next day, not repeat it. What would you say be the formula for any new comic um, to be successful? The formula is just consistency. For me, it was always consistency, dude. I mean, what, a lot of young comics or, or new comedians, we, they take, you know, me at the time as well, they, they take long breaks. And when you take long breaks, like you're starting all over every time you come back. You know, you, you're, not, you're not progressing in any way. So it's, consistency is a mark, dude. And once you figure out that this is for you, 
you have to be even more consistent to your craft. Once you figure out that this may not be for you because it's not for everybody, then right. yeah, then just have fun with it. Hit up a mic every one, once a week or whatever. Enjoy that time. But if you really want to do this for real, it's consistency, man. It's just staying consistent on your goal, is which means get on stage as much as possible, build your build your material, work on it, write it down, figure it out. It's all wordplay. It's all creative writing. It's all putting everything together, a thought, a funny thought together, putting it down on paper first, and then hoping it works on stage, right? And then if it doesn't work on stage, what didn't work? My, was it my delivery? Was it whatever it is it can be? So it's just a lot of that. You know, it's, just, it's a lot of work goes behind the scenes for, yeah. for a bit. No, no. And I love the way you're expressing that it's a craft. It's an art. Really is. That's what I really admire about comedians because you are pulling your own material out of you and then you're performing it in front of an audience and then you got to read that audience. Yep. yep, yep. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Not not everything's going to work. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, to me, the reading, that's why I said, like, I kind of made the show too to kind of like give more Latinos like a chance to be seen by different both coasts because every city is so different. They're not every city's, you know what I mean? Different material. And when you travel, I've noticed, I'm not going to say what cities they get cocky and as comedians, but certain cities, comedians will be a little bit cocky and then they don't change the material when they go to a different. Yeah. Yeah. So now you always have to be growing and be aware of what, of yeah. your environment, of where you're at. Uh, for me, I, I'm, you know, after 14 years, I've kind of figured out what works, what doesn't work, where and when. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I do all types of audiences now, man. I'll do TV clean. I'll do church clean. I'll do filthy, dirty night shows. You know, I'll do everything, dude. I, I don't have to cuss. Right. I can cuss if I want. And, and it's just like tomorrow night. Uh, well, tonight, uh, Sunday, uh, Sunday night, I'm doing a uh, chocolate Sundays out here in the Laugh Factory in Hollywood. Oh, it's I used very- to, I, I used to go to that every Sunday. <laughs> I love that show. It's one of my favorite shows, man. And I'm one of the few Latinos who consistently does that show. Uh, because I'm able to like really just relate and just embrace everything around it. Right. It's a very yeah. ethnic show. But it's a lot of fun, man. It's a lot. The energy is amazing. Yeah. No, I used to love going to that one every Sunday. I've seen so many people there. That was another place that I like. Go- I had certain places that I like to go, but you know what I'm saying? We all have different. So, uh, so what is, uh, you, I noticed you pull generally your material from your everyday life. How yeah, pretty it, much. How does uh your kids feel about that? Are they they're just cool? They're are they funny too or what? They're very cool. Nah, they're very they're very they're very chill. They're shy kids, you know, like any kids. Uh, they don't really like the spotlight too much. I try and do videos with them, TikTok and reels with them, and it's hard. I mean, I w- they were able. To, one of my gifts this year for Father's Day was do a reel with me, guys, and they finally agreed to do one. Oh, uh, but- how cute. <laughs> But uh, but they're they're really cool. They're obviously they're very proud of what I do, and they get it. They get the process. Uh, you know, we talk constantly. Well, I'm very close with them. They're actually here right now upstairs, and uh, they they get the process. They they get they get what it means. Uh, what they get what my job is, man. I got teenagers and a little one who's eight years old, eight years old, and and, and they see it. They they see what the work that I put in on this. They see me writing on my desk here at my at my little corner office here at home. Mm-hmm. And they see me working and, and I run ideas through them. Like, yo, what do you guys think about this? Like, that's one of the reasons that I, today, I, I guess you saw my little story about raising money for the team sports. So that's like something, a, a topic that I want to talk about on stage yeah. about how they 
how the how these coaches pimp us out, right? So we're oh, all chocolate God. bars for kids and stuff. Yeah. So like those are, <laughs> that's those all candy, like those candy bars. Yeah, that I got a bunch right here on my table right, that I can't sell, I can't get rid of, man. So I uh, just take them to uh the grocery store. Do you have the kids sell them? It's not, or no, you don't it's, it's, not, it's not that serious for me. It's, it's not, not that, that serious. serious for me. Yeah, it's not that serious for me. I think, dude, at the end of the day, I just end up paying for the chocolates and just giving them away to friends and people right. who come over. No, I used to, with those chocolates, selling them for the kids, I would sell them out. But that was when I was working in the strip club. Oh, yeah. I would, <laughs> I would, they were like gone. Like, I remember my daughter had a dancing thing and I sold the hell out of those things. I go, you want to Yeah, you could have got like a whole PlayStation 1 out of that. <laughs> <laughs> yep yep I used to be able to sell those like pretty good usually the, my I made my kids I was like after a while then I you know what uh stuff I hated they were selling when it was like uh wrapping paper and stuff remember yeah no that for a while they had like a catalog a catalog mm-hmm. a catalog of, of different stuff that was all like overpriced right they everything yeah was so like uh yeah yeah like like a like a napkin holder for like forty five dollars and I'm like dude come on dog we don't need all this you know yeah a candle or like some overpriced candles materials. yeah 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 I remember the oh, those ones. oh I hate those yeah I hate yeah, those yeah. souvenirs those are not the fun hard ones. candy hmm hard candy oh yeah that nasty can and then and then the worst part is sometimes like the schools don't get back to you and then you got people going hey where's my shit. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! It takes forever, dog. No? Like, it takes weeks, man. Like, yeah, and people are from, like, when, "When is this coming?" Like, I bought it for the yeah. kid, you know. Yeah, those were the worst. The candy bars to me were the easiest. Over yeah, yeah, here, the, the bars. Yeah, yeah, over here in New York, the the kids all have a hustle. They all are selling candy, and then they don't even know the seasons right. It'll be like, oh, I'm football season, but they're selling it for baseball. Like the, I'm oh. like these kids don't even know what season the ba- the sports yeah, yeah, yeah. is. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. it's like, oh, it's baseball, but it's like football just began. Like, oh, come on, yeah, man, yeah. you know, like. Or I remember yeah. the the worst get thing. Story, was, get your story straight, man. Yeah, exactly. Oh no, no, no! I was on the subway recently, and these groups, and I felt like saying, none of y'all didn't. And these kids started coming up to people. Uh, we do basketball. We need money. Get up your cash app, your Venmo or whatever. We need money uh, like that. And they had a little like, uh, um, what's it called? The little thing. Yeah, the QR code. They had the QR code, but there was no yeah. like, and I'm looking at them. I go, these kids don't play. They looked about 25, 27 years old. No way in hell they're playing no damn sports. Yeah, nah, that's bullshit, dude. That's bullshit. Yeah, they people be bullshitting. But I get it, though. I've been there with those ch- those chocolates are like when you pull them out and it has the name on the back or the school yeah. or whatever. Yeah. That's a, okay. They're really selling that. You know, what I mean? legit. That's legit. They got the box and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 You carry it around like a little, uh, yeah. Those are the real, like a little purse. <laughs> yes. Yes. And you're carrying around all these things, hoping they don't melt or whatever. Yeah. 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 World's finest chocolates. Apparently that's what they're called. World's finest chocolates. Mm. Yeah. Well, they're, that's the that's the best one to sell versus that like um wall. No, they're good. The, the almond yeah. ones are good. The, the oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are good. Those are good. So uh so tell me, have you toured yet or had that experience yet? Yeah, I've been touring all man, all 2023, uh pretty much. I I've been blessed, man. It's been a good, good year so far. Just this month of July, I finally settled in for a little bit. Uh took a few weeks off. I'm back on the road in August. 
Uh, but yeah, man, I've been touring since January, dude, on and off, pretty much three times out of the, three weeks out of the month. I'm mm-hmm. on the road somewhere, dude. Uh, most of it southwest, mm-hmm. uh, here in the uh, southwest area, Arizona, Texas, Colorado, Vegas, obviously California, up and down. Uh, I do some Chicago, but mostly the southwest is like that's my market. Mm-hmm. Um, I did get a chance to go do New Jersey this week, this year, and Washington D.C. I was out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, for for a weekend so uh, i did boston as well but uh i, I seldom go out there I, I go out to the east coast maybe once a year um i would like to do more of it obviously uh but the money makers out here for me man so this is where i say consistently no i totally get it yeah especially just yeah. in california man just going up and down the coast all the way from southern california to northern cali man there's so much so many comedy clubs out here to keep me busy yeah and you got after- all the way from san diego to san jose Easy, sick, mm-hmm. sick, and then I'll and then we got uh Texas. Texas is a, a big, big supporter of mine, man. I got mad love out there in Texas, so okay. I do all the markets. I'll be back out there in Texas, like in Houston and it's in uh Arlington, Texas, in August, man. So, have you yeah, been think- by uh, Austin yet or no? Yeah, of course, I've done the Austin, uh, some of the new clubs like Creek in the Cave and some other new cl- clubs that are out there. Uh, I haven't done, haven't done them all, I've only done like two or three, so I'm, I'm looking forward to getting back out there again. Mm, okay. love I, you love austin yeah, man. that's where i'm cu- i'm curious to go over there now i was yeah, scared no, it's, of a great, it's a great comedy scene yo just uh people are just all about it they're all about it every show's packed great audiences i mean what else can we ask for as a comic man i'm down with it that sounds cool that sounds totally cool but you don't have a particular favorite city favorite clubs that's other than in los angeles uh, I mean, my favorite market to me is probably, I will say Phoenix, man. I love it. Pa- I mean, I love it a lot about Texas, man. El Paso, Texas is a vibe, bro. We got mm. Dallas, Houston's always great out there. Just, I love, I love places where there's like a bunch of different ethnicities and backgrounds and audiences. I don't, I don't like to just perform just for Mexicans or just for Latinos. I like to perform right. for, I like to make everybody laugh. You so are, everybody, yeah, every- everybody's a challenge, man. The more like the more mixed crowd it is, the more fun it is for me, dude. You know, oh, that's I feel like it gets a little too easy when it's just Latino crowds. So you're pandering a lot, right? You're pandering. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're talking our language. Yeah, we're having a great time. But it's it's almost like it's a little. I don't want to say easy, but it's just not as. It's just not as you know. The challenge is making everybody laugh. Basically, is what right. I'm trying to point. That's that's, yeah. that's my whole point here. I want to make Puerto Ricans laugh. I want to make Black people laugh. I want white people laugh. I want every. I want everybody to fucking laugh. Though, and I just. Latinos, huh? You know, uh, yeah, yeah, Latinos yeah. are fun. They're fun. It's like Latinos just being like with family, making family laugh. Yeah, good time. Yeah, but the challenge is, can you go out there and make those people across the street that you don't know laugh? That's the challenge. Yeah, yeah, no, that you're right about that. You're right about that because I've seen some of the clubs in uh, New York, and the audience looks tough, <laughs> like yeah. out here. Yeah, it's not. It's I'm all it's, about uh, that though. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've got to do New York. New York, New York, you know, especially for me, a guy, a little Mexican guy from Los Angeles, man, it's uh, it's a whole different world in New York for us, bro, right? First of yeah. all, there's not that many Mexicans, you're different, different coast, you know, the mm-hmm. language is a little different, the slang is a little different, uh, but, but gracias a Dios, man, I've been able to go to New York and do very, fairly well, man, like, I've, I've, I've done well, like, I've, I'm pretty content with with with, with my, my performances out there now. I've only done a handful of them, maybe four or five times out there. Mm-hmm. I want to do more of it. So, uh, yeah, I, I would love to go back, especially yeah. to Brooklyn, New York, New Jersey. 
Oh, Brooklyn, New York. Yeah, I um, I was staying in Brooklyn for a bit. I'm over Brooklyn. <laughs> I want to go back to Cali, though. I miss the sun, sunny weather. I miss everything about uh, L.A. I miss like you, you like I was saying earlier, like going all the way to San Jose, all the way to San Diego, because everything's just so beautiful and pretty. Hell yeah, it's a great everything. drive. Everything, dude. You don't you don't mind a four or five hour drive, man. It's yeah, yeah. It's it's nothing so pretty, especially like uh remember like by San Lisbo area, like that's pretty out there. Like nobody passed that's gorgeous all by the beach. I miss that so much because the beaches here look scary. I'm like, there's dead bodies over there. Yeah. <laughs> they're, like they're I'm waiting. I'm like, I see some of this stuff in New York, and I'm like, I'm just waiting for like a hand to come up. And maybe a ring be on there. Grab that ring and goes on it about it. Yeah, at least in, t- in TV, they, they, they make it look pretty, like, muggy out there, like, cloudy. and Yeah. You know, like, well, right cloudy. now with the summer, things look good. But your winter time, <laughs> it's not good in New York. That's where I, I miss the hell. I miss a lot of things. But you know what I'm saying? I left way before the pandemic. And then the few times that I went back to L.A., I was like, things were... Things were t- different, you know what I'm saying? Like, like West Hollywood looked like a ghost town. I remember. Yeah, no, no, it was a trip. Yeah, it was a trip. Man. But yeah. everything's everything back to normal here, just How like did, New York. Yeah. How did you do during the pandemic and everything, though? How did you know how what? Did I gotta admit, Marcella, it wasn't that bad, yo. Like, like I actually, said, that bad. Uh, no, nah, for me, it wasn't that bad. I got to like uh, basically reset the batteries. Uh, I wrote a lot of material. I got down to writing. I, I wrote. I wrote a lot of fun stuff. You know, obviously, I wrote a lot of like pandemic jokes that I don't do anymore. But at mm-hmm. the time, it was my muscle like pretty much going. And not only that, dude, I, I don't know you got bad, but I got that pandemic relief money, dude. I got <laughs> fucking, I got unemployment money, dog. I was I was saving money. I was, dude. I got EBT. It was fun, dog. it was fun no I was doing well too I went like I was doing very very well too like it was good but I'm more was I I had only one at home I had my youngest at home with that was the pain in the neck her going to school with that because she had a way of like sleeping in halfway and then the class come in and she pop up her head and I was I had to like go monitor that now she's yeah, no, that was tough. Yeah, I wrote a bunch of jokes about that. About like having I got promoted to teacher assistant, you know. I didn't, <laughs> yeah, I didn't, like I didn't sign up for this, and I was like, Oh, we we're, were sleeping, we we're sleeping in through the first half of school. We would wake up at noon and go to go straight to lunch, and it was fun. <laughs> go straight to lunch. Oh my gosh, yeah, no, it, that that was. I'm glad that shit's over. In fact, there, part of me was like, I wish it would happen again. But then I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Because you say yeah, that right. to the wrong people. You say yeah, that yeah, to yeah. the wrong people. They're like, what? Huh? What's wrong? I, <laughs> I lost everything. And I'm like, well, I actually did pretty damn. You know, I'm real savvy with social media and stuff like that. So I was, I was a okay. But I always just ask everybody to double check, you know, because some people you know, didn't have it so good. I think the worst part was just the kids' home. Yeah, yeah, that was a part of the worst part. I just these fools are just and, cabin fever, cabin fever, like right, just being stuck at home and not being able to do shit. But yeah, it, it got you run out of Netflix shows to watch, and it does get a little, a little much, right? Yeah, that's where I got uh, stuck watching YouTube and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So you have a podcast too, as well, right? Yeah, I got a podcast. Yeah, it's like a vlog of mine. I've been doing it now for like. I started during the pandemic, as a matter of mm-hmm. fact. I started the pandemic. That's another little project I took on during the pandemic. Uh, it's uh, it's called it's not my weekend podcast, which is the same title of my special. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, they both dropped around the same time. My special dropped in 20, late, late 2019, which obviously messed me up because mm-hmm. uh, then everything, the whole country of the world fucking shut down. Uh, it, was a, it was a good and a bad situation because when my special dropped on HBO Max, everyone was home. So I got a lot of views. I got mm-hmm. a lot of views. But I had nowhere to go perform or tour. I wasn't able to tour with my with my special, so that sucked. Um, yeah. But, but just having people be able to watch it, it it's still one of the one of the most watched views on eight, uh, one of the most watched specials on HBO Max. Uh, so I'm pretty proud of that. And mm-hmm. uh, but I was I wasn't able to take advantage of that on the road during the pandemic. So um, it's called it's on my weekend. And so from that, I created the, my own podcast. I wanted to get you know just get my word out and. And it's been a lot of fun, dude. The podcast is really cool. I talk about everyday life, about my childhood, about all the ups and downs of parenting and it, my shows. I, I, I give you a little, uh, like, behind the curtain um, of what goes on at these comedy shows uh, when I'm on the road. And it's pretty cool. People really gravitate to it. People really like like everything. They I, I break down uh, jokes that I write and, and just people who want to learn about more about comedy and just everyday life and single parenting. People really enjoy it, man. I'm, I'm having a really good time. It's only 40 minutes long. It's a quick mm-hmm. once a week. It's a cool little listen, dude. It's a cool little listen. And people just, they always say like, dude, it should be an hour. It should do an hour. But I like it at 40 minutes. Just keep it sweet. Keep it short. Keep it fun. And get the hell out of there. You do it by yourself or you have other co-hosts? Yo solo. This was by myself. I haven't mean, I mean, had a guest. Really? Yeah, yo solo. Because I tried yo doing my first episode and I was like, ah, ah, bored. Like talking to myself, I can only do it so long. Which is why, yeah, I only do it once a week. But I, again, I just write notes of my my how my mm. week is going. So I write notes of stuff that I'm doing about shows. And uh, I get a lot of questions. People send a lot of questions and stuff. So I get to answer questions, shout outs. Uh, I just vent a lot of vents, man. Like last week's episode was about me buying a bidet. I bought a bidet and that shit changed my life, dog. Oh, it did. I, you're not, I'm, I'm with you there with the bidet though. I'm with you right there. Love bidet, dog. Like this. Oh man, you and I have something in common because I bought, um, a squeezable portable one. And did you know, I learned this history because I started researching bidets. The only reason the Americans reject it, because in Europe, bidets were in brothels. So they reject, so the American, and I think it was, again, I got to read up, I'm not fact checking, but sometime a long time ago whenever they were popular like in the 60s a lot of people rejected it because they felt like it wasn't christian christian or morally right so on average we waste all this money with toilet paper yeah you get what i'm saying you're you're, cleaning yourself as well as good yeah yeah, you're not cleaning yourself yep (laughs) the first time i experienced a bidet it was 2015 i was doing a military tour for the Mm -hmm. troops so we they went we went out to turkey uh jordan uh italy greece we went out to a bunch of the different countries we went like we landed in turkey they put us up in this fancy hotel and it had it had a bidet dog and that's the first time i experienced a bidet and it was like a mind-blowing experience dude like i didn't want to leave that damn toilet seat dude and then i realized that they're there in the middle east um it's everywhere the bidets are everywhere like Mm -hmm. even in public bathrooms like you go to nasty, rundown places. They have bidets in the fucking in the toilets, dude. And so they have very limited toilet paper. Like they'll give you a few squares, but because you got a bidet there to 
flush everything out of your butt, which is amazing, dude. And yeah. you just feel much cleaner, dude. Just feel like yeah. just feel much, you could go along your day going great. So I've been just raving about it. That was my last episode, just talking about bidet. Like, get up a day, fool. Like, you gotta get yourself a fucking bidet. And uh, so, yeah, I even got my kids on it. They're still a little nervous about it. They get a little worried about it. <laughs> they, don't know, they don't know how to feel about it. Like, they don't know they're how like, they're going to feel about it. Like, what? What do you do? Because they people yeah. in the America, they, did, they didn't do it. But it's just, yeah, you got to Google that history act. They basically rejected it because it was in European brothels. That makes sense. Yeah, it, it feels like it's something like that. It also feels like it's something about, like, with, uh, with religious reasons, right? Having like something go up your butt, I can imagine something like that's not the people are not a big fan of that. I think it it's, it's it was just ignorance because people do like they associate stuff with certain things. They're like, oh, that's evil. Like people will say Hollywood is evil all the time, and I'm like, yo, Hollywood gave me a break. I was a stripper before yeah. that. Like nobody gave me a job, so yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I'm saying. People are saying, you know, in Hollywood they're evil, they're pedophile. I'm like I never saw nothing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's everywhere, dude. That's everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Everywhere people's rejecting something or whatever. And I'm like, I never saw like, yeah, it's all kinds of conspiracy. But yeah, no, I'm right. I'm with you there with the bidet. I just have like the portable one, but as soon as I get my new apartment, they have like a, a an attachment, you put it on and it it's like a gun. Okay. And you can spray yourself. So you don't even need... Did you get like an actual bidet bidet, a big bidet? Or yeah. It's a, okay. It's a Target. Yeah, it's a Target. Really? But the, the, yeah, it's not the big fancy one. It's actually really cool. It's like just, it's just a knob. It's just because of the knob on the side. You hook it up to your, to your little hose in your sink mm -hmm. and your, in your toilet. And it just it's, just... it's an adapter. It's a, It adapts. Oh, it's probably you. the same thing I'm talking about where it's like a spray gun. And then you could just spray yourself. No, no, no. You don't like physically do nothing. You just turn the knob with mine. Oh, you just, you just turn it. Okay. You got to do. Okay. You're going to have to send me the link afterwards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> send me the link to this thing. Now I, gotta I got to see you. that one. Okay. Cause I saw a it's, only 40, it's only $40. It was only 40 Damn. bucks. Damn. I, I found it at target. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. No, I didn't. I got to get that. No, those things are plus then who wants to keep on buying toilet paper. It's like a waste of another bullshit thing to buy. Yeah. 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 We can barely afford to fight, buy food sometimes. <laughs> Let them loan all the condiments and everything else. And like, oh, yeah, Costco loves me. Costco loves me, man. I go out there just buy all the snacks. I, I'm buying snacks like a soccer mom out there all the time for these kids to have food in here, though. Oh yeah, and then they just they suck it dry, like mm -hmm. they they eat you Chip, out. Of I, I buy chips, right? I see them right here. Chips, <laughs> rice krispies, treats. I've got a. Uh, what else? I got cookies, Oreos. Yeah, man. Kind of bread. And by Monday, it'll all be gone. Gone, dude. Uh, about a week. <laughs> about a week. No, I remember my aunt, she taught me a trick when, like, you get an extra thing, you hide the food from them. <laughs> like, that, something, you know how, like, there'll be multiple snacks? You know yeah, how, yeah, like, yeah. it'll be two cookie packs or whatever? She goes, get the other. She would hide all the snacks in the in the closet somewhere. That's not and a bad she, idea. Yeah, she would put a blanket. Right, because instead of the two cookies, because what the kids they see that, then they open the second one. But she'd be like, "No, no, no, this is what you do." And then she put it, and then she get a blanket, and she would cover it, and then she would wait for all the food to be gone, like the snacks and everything, and pull out the other That's snacks. A good idea. Yeah, I like that. you I like have that. to be sneaky because then before you know it, the kids start having their friends and everything, and there's always yeah. like that neighbor friend that comes and eats everything that their mom don't yeah. feed them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 the yeah, little yeah, Eddie yeah. Haskell of the neighborhood. 
Like we got one of those right here, dog. Hell yeah, Manny. <laughs> you're probably yeah. sitting there staring at him, the little Eddie Haskell of the boy. He's like right here. I'm like, go home, go home. Yeah, yeah no. about you. It's like always. My daughter had one friend. This this little girl would like it, it was like she would come over and she was like ah, like a heathen, like dying yeah. to eat. And I'm like, oh no, is she here? Hide the stuff, or we just bought stuff. Like it was like her mom never fed her, but she'd come over there, like, what do you got to eat? And if you said, Oh, you want something, that kid will eat you out of house and home and was like, Flacca, like this skinny. So, yeah, all the all the kids have that one Eddie Haskell starving kid. We got one right here. That's funny. I gotta write that down. That's funny. We all got that. They all got that one. There, see, give you some material to write with. (laughs) We do, we all got that. that every every kid has that one friend no the worst is when your kids this is the worst when you buy them new clothes and then you see a week later the clothes you bought home is wearing them right right my daughter did that shit and and i would be like a week later like what the hell i just you wanted that that shit was so much money and there you the shoes or like clothes or something i remember it was a jacket and and she wanted this jacket or whatever. A week later, I'm like, oh, she got, oh, it's mine. And I was like, what the hell? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then two weeks it's, later. No, they say it's ours. They say it's ours. I let them borrow it. It's, it's ours. It's ours. Yeah. It's yeah. Like all of a sudden, it's like the, like, and then what you have to do is get little name tags, put their names on that shit, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. That's a whole nother. I've been through it. It's It's no fun. And Yeah, man. Yeah, and I raised a little West Coast kid. I, I brought her to New York, and she freaked the hell out. She like, I can't take the sub because she was raised. My daughter was raised in L.A., so yeah, she's yeah, like, yeah. she's like, she's like this, like L.A. every day, all day. Still, she's still ripping she's it still, out there. She's still, and the kid is like Morena, Puerto Rican, and everything. And she like, I see fifty kids that look around here in New York. And she has so much of an L.A. mentality. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. can't get it, it, it out it, of her. It's, it's hard to get it out of us, man. I go everywhere. Well, I'll, I go. Be, I'll be yeah. honest. You know, I yeah. tell people I'm Puerto Rican and, and Cuban, but Mexican by injection. That's what I always <laughs> like. Once I went over there and then I was like, sorry, Puerto Rican men, no more. No math. Like <laughs> because I love the way Mexican men, they, I can tell you one thing. They are good providers, good fathers, good you know what I'm good saying? Workers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good workers, good everything. Grinders. Yes, yes, yes. Good providers. They so, love, are they, we good on time? It. Are we good on time? Because I know you got some rugrats there, right there, staring. Yeah, no, I, they... I gotta, I gotta drop off some of my kids right now in a few minutes, dude. So, okay. yeah, we can, I got like another five minutes or so. Okay, man. okay, yeah. good, good, good. Yeah, because I, I know how it is. It, it's your weekend. <laughs> yeah, it is. No, it's not my weekend. I gotta drop these fools off. That's the point. I gotta go oh, drop these. Oh, it's fools not off. your weekend, but you still. <laughs> yeah, so it's not my weekend. I'm dropping them off right now. Getting rid of, dumping them, unloading them. I gotta unload them. I don't want to be late to that shit. I don't want to yeah. miss the train for that. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. Then here the aftermath. Yeah, I didn't have. It was just me, myself, and I. When I had, I wish my daughter's father would have been like around and with somebody else. I would have been happy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I wish he would have, but uh, the whole time he was locked up, so that wasn't happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is he out now? Yeah, he got out conveniently when she turned 18. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> From four to 18, he was so convenient. 
Lee in there and uh, my daughter's father is from Cuba and he was like the first Cuban that I and he had like immigration problems he was the first Cuban I met that ever had immigration problems I'm like yo how does that happen because Cubans that one minute they land they're right they get asylum he was the only I like how the hell are you lying to me I'm like I'm because I'm half Cuban, I'm like I've never heard of a Cuban having immigration problems. You know what I'm saying? That's but funny. He, he, this this man, he could not walk down the street without getting arrested. He was prone, like he just. But yeah, he finally got out when she was 18. I was like, oh, how convenient. But I yeah. wish it, if he would have found a good woman and stuck with her, he would have still been around. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like. But that's what happens sometimes. That's why, you know, it's good. Like somebody like you, you work on your craft, you work on your hustle, you take care of your business. That's what we have to do. Yeah, yeah. You know okay, what I'm man. saying? I, I, like the, I like the good things in life, man. So you got to work for that shit. Yes, you certainly, certainly do. So I just want to tell you, I know you got those kids staring at you and you don't want to miss your drop off. Please huh? let my audience know where they can find you. Facile, facile. Uh, Instagram's where I stay the more consistently on, on, on the reg. You can find me easily on Instagram, Comedian Jerry G, Comedian Jerry G. Uh, you can also see all my, my, my YouTube clips on Comedian Jerry Garcia on YouTube, of course. I got my own channel, bunch of clips there. Uh, and, of course, you can find me on HBO Max. On uh, Just search Jerry Garcia. I'll pop up a couple of times, actually. I'm on two different shows, my own special and on some other uh, showcase show that I was on, also on HBO. So you'll find me there, too. And easy to find Jerry Garcia. Easy to follow, dog. Uh, you can find me all my dates on, on my website, ComedianJerryGarcia.com. I got shows everywhere. And uh, just uh, I'm, a, I'm a fun follow. I share some cool videos and have a good time. And uh, just, uh, yeah, hopefully y'all can uh, come enjoy some of the shows. Yes, yes, and check out his special. It's very good. So thank you for being on Sunday Funday. Gracias, Marcela.